art is not meant to be understood. I think none of us understand why the just like blockchain technology. SyncFusion offers free access to over 170 ebooks written by industry experts on the latest technologies and industry topics, from software development to data visualization and data science. Only the essential technical information you need in approximately 100 pages. New ebooks released monthly. Visit syncfusion.com/stackoverflow and learn a new technology today. Hello everybody. Welcome to the Stack Overflow podcast, Coin Block NFT edition. I'm Ben Popper, Director of Content here at Stack Overflow, and I'm here with my wonderful co-host. Say hello. Hello. Co-hosts. Hello. Hey, everyone. Oh, nice. Right, hey, right in tune. Look at us. Yeah. We were going to have a guest today, a great guest who had to cancel last minute. There was a, a drop, an NFT drop emergency. I guess it was supposed to, it got stuck. The drop got stuck somewhere. It couldn't it was fall. Just, it was know, halfway dropped. <laughs> yeah. It was halfway dropped. It's a whole big <laughs> world of banana cakes yeah. crypto out there. It finally got me to download Gemini, yes. but I didn't install it. Oh. And then someone told me I can't buy crypto in New York. Is that true? No, you can't New York buy actually crypto in New York. has very, yeah, like surprisingly given that it's like a center of finance, like more restrictive laws about which exchanges are allowed. There's like yeah. a bunch of cool crypto exchanges um, that aren't allowed in New York. I don't quite know why, but it's a bummer. Yeah, like I remember, I think I had an issue buying like XRP or something when I was buying. Yeah, like, Binance and BlockFi are not available in New York, and I'm not sure why. Oh, and Doge, buying Doge and selling Doge in New York is very tough. So hard. It's so hard. Yeah. Is it really? Yeah. Doge is like on it's a, it's skyrocketing, skyrocketing right? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I bought $100 of Doge last year, and now it's $2,000. Yes, because it has so much utility in the Absolutely. real world, and so many people are using it to- For lots of things. Get treats for their dogs that of course the value is up i have great news history has shown (laughs) that this can only end well (laughs) well i didn't live through it but let's take a little walk back so there was the internet bubble boom and bust and it feels like in some ways it it relates and that everybody was super excited about the possibilities and they knew something big was coming it was going to be transformative but just got a little ahead of themselves and i guess what's interesting about crypto is to me it feels like there's this the disconnect between the value of all like cryptocurrencies and companies just keeps getting further and further from the amount of real world utility that's actually happening with this stuff. They're not in the real economy. So when you, you know, I mean, it's just Coinbase is now in the real economy. It is a publicly traded corporation. But for the most part, this stuff has been happening over to the side. Like if Google went bankrupt tomorrow, because it turns out that it had been living this huge lie and had done Enron (laughs) style, you know, it it would tank everything. Like you can't have a trillion dollars suddenly go out. And I mean, if if Bitcoin went away, would that be the same level of damage? Like Bitcoin and Google are probably roughly valued at the same, like the same market cap, like within an order of magnitude, right? I think if Bitcoin went away tomorrow, I think it would have actual effect on the global economy for sure. But I think there'd be a pretty quick recovery. Like just- There'd be the nerdiest riot. (laughs) Yeah, it'd be a bad one. But nobody would leave their house. Yeah. (laughs) So I think that like, which is the sort of the whole point, Right. right? And then, you know, now you've got central banks issuing digital currencies, which is literally the whole point that was never supposed to happen. That's what it feels like. It feels like this self-fulfilling prophecy where it's like so many people in technology were just so bought in 
that crypto inevitably became, you know, like something more and more people got interested in, then finance had to follow. Because if like people are making money and finances are making money, they're like, this has to stop. And then now once finance is in, like, like Coinbase is valuable because it allows people and institutions to trade cryptocurrency. And so like, it's this, it's this, you know, like self-fulfilling, it's this tautology where it's like, it's valuable because you know, it's valuable. I know it's valuable and I'll help you access the value, but there's none of the initial dream, Satoshi's dream of like, this will be useful as money, as payment, as trust. I don't, I just don't think that's really happening. Well, I think a lot of the exchanges are trying to do that. I know a few of them are coming out with debit cards now Mm -hmm. and savings accounts. Mm -hmm. And yeah. we'll see, right? Yeah. Like we'll see if people start spending their Bitcoin using debit cards, <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah. I think the NFT stuff makes it really interesting because people are really looking for that thing to spend Bitcoin on or spending their crypto on. And NFTs are kind of the thing to do right. if you have any of these digital currencies. So I'm bullish seeing the numbers, like seeing the amount of users the exchanges are getting mm-hmm. and the amount of traders that they have signed up. I right. think that's what really kind of... It took me a while, but I finally got to the place where I was like, oh, this might be here to stay. But who knows? We'll see. Have either of you ever made something like in or with Ethereum? Because that I keep hearing is sort of like one of the big arguments. It's like, okay, maybe there's a lot of speculation going on. Maybe it's overvalued this or that. But like there's still the the, the bigger truth in the background of smart contracts and blockchain and Ethereum is so cool because it's like a, a living language. Have either of you ever dabbled in actually making stuff? I mean, you get, nobody has good, clear documentation. And then it's like, I mean, that's true. There's five little languages in a virtual machine. And it's just like, what's the PHP of blockchain <laughs> that we can get everybody in? Yeah. It's hard to get in. I mean, look, for me, it's a funny thing because let me, let me actually state what I believe, which is that like, absolutely money is a bizarre consensus between human beings. Mm-hmm. And the fact that people decided that blockchain based financial products have actual economic value makes complete sense to me. I just find it really boring. And if I'm going to participate in an economy, I participate in the in the real economy, but I absolutely understand why people find it exciting. It's just for me, it's the money part of tech. And I really love the tech part of tech. Right. And I, I, I'm just like, I've always found the money part of tech kind of just bleh. Like not, and it's at the same time, I completely understand and have lots of friends who think it's the most fascinating thing that has happened in their lifetime. Right. And so, so for me, I'm just like, oh, another tech thing that I'm not super into, but it's, it's really tricky because people are like, nope, this is the new economy. You should be really interested right. in it. And it's the same for me with like machine learning. I'm like, yeah, I get it. It's really cool. I just, you know, I, I still think there's a lot of work to do to just make a better chat interface. Yeah. Like I skipped Ruby on Rails. I was just like, yeah, yeah. everyone was doing it all of a sudden. I was like, no, thanks. Yeah. And I skipped the new global economy. Yeah. So, you know, same thing, really. Same equivalent. I'll tell you, frankly, where my brain goes is just, we were talking about this a little bit before we hit record. I think that an enormous amount of energy, not just money, but just human energy is going to go into things related to climate and that digital enablement of climate. So like, how do I control the solar panels on the roof? Is my house eligible for the new government energy thingamajig Mm -hmm. that we're going to be doing? All of these things that we do with products today to get people into systems and get them into the in, in, into the world that we're trying to build, vaccine finding is a good example. Like what it, Salesforce is going to be a big part of climate because it is a place where people go to fill out forms and apply for things and and track things, right? So it's like that combination of the physical world connecting to the world of technology and product 
absolutely keeps me up at night. Like, I'm like, what is going to happen? Partially because I have a services firm and I think there's opportunity there. But the other part is just like, that's the, that's the part of tech where I'm like, oh, wow, maybe we could keep the world kind of from collapsing. And I think probably because I'm a, maybe, I don't know, like a more pessimistic person or something. So then I see that I feel that blockchain is very sort of in a funny way as, as, as sort of edgelord as it can be, it's very positive. It's like, let's build a new economy because the old one sucks. And so that's where I'm coming from with all of it. And it's fascinating to watch though. Like, I'm like, whoa, Coinbase, congratulations, money. <laughs> you did it again. Yeah, you turned it from the digital kind to the other kind. That's right. Money. I'm always, I, I like to say congratulations to money because I feel yeah. that like just money just always figures it out. It always, Money just always finds a way. Yeah, well, I mean, there was just like a year or two years, I remember, where like it, nothing had traction and everyone was like, yeah. this idea is kind of still ridiculous. Mm -hmm. But there was so much VC being poured into the industry. Yes. And now I think we're seeing the result of that, of like, well, you can't we, put this much money in a place. Well, that's what, I, yeah, I, I, I totally agree with that. That's what I mean. It just feels like there was a big idea. It was a captivating idea. It's almost like a religious idea, an ideological idea to some people. And then a ton of VC poured into it. And then it was just kind of like, it was like, this has to become something because we've, we've invested so much time and money. And so now, and then finance was like, well, if it's going to be something we got to get into, cause like, we don't want tech to run away with it. And so then finance, you know, all the big institutions came in. And so that is where we're at now is that a lot of people have firmly committed to betting on this long-term, but we're still without, as far as I can tell, and I, I would love to be proved wrong, any like extremely useful blockchain applications or block, you know, uses of the blockchain or the cryptocurrency that's like widespread and generating value outside of speculative value. So look, I mean, VCs love to create the marketplace. They talk a lot about products, but they love marketplaces because mm. then you just get money either Network way. Effects. And you just sit in the <laughs> you sit in the you sit in the middle and people give you money. That is really good. That beats the hell out of making lots of right. things. And so, you know, I, I think that all of the bias and focus on what to do with these technologies keeps going back to let's make a better and more efficient marketplace, which if you go shopping for dApps and you like what's happening in Ethereum right now, what you will see is an enormous number of those applications are literally like trading apps, listing apps, marketplace apps. And right. then the, once you get out of that, it's like it's not even web 1.0, it's like web 0.2. It's like, oh, a snake game that <laughs> is based yeah. on Ethereum. Yeah. So it gets, once you get out, like there is no Ethereum-based word processor that I know about. There might be, you know, but like if there is, it's going to be something you can put text into the blockchain. You go and look around for dApps and you'll see it's like pre, pre, pre-web. I mean, the web blossomed because it was not financialized. It blossomed because people could create silly things and put them out into the right. world. And so the argument to me of this stuff is that a financialized version of the app ecosystem that isn't controlled by a major player like Google or, or Apple will be motivating and people will want to grow on it and build infrastructure. And, you know, this will solve kind of the micropayments problem that has plagued us for 30 years where you, you can't get money to people who make and do things. Right. And so, you know, and then on the, on the classic website, you see Substack, like we're going to have a newsletter platform and people are going to 
pay to subscribe to newsletters and and that will that will have network effects. So you know, we're in a we're in a funny place where we're going to get the money out of this thing, Dan. <laughs> yeah, it's it is funny. I think the the one thing that we see in Ethereum is the le- a lot of people talk about the legal stuff, mm-hmm. like the benefits to using Ethereum to verify legal documents yeah. and I think that those platforms exist. Yeah. I think they just haven't been widely accepted yet. Yeah. I think that's one of the many applications that you see. Yeah, and I I agree with the smart contract side of things does seem and like just kind of like the original idea of, you know, a trustless ledger and how it could be made with math was appealing. The idea of the NFT and like a musician makes a digital file and then without, you know, a, po- a platform like Spotify, they get paid every time it gets sold or listed. Like that's really appealing as a as a big idea. It doesn't seem like the NFT mania that's been happening recently kind of like fully realizes that I've, I've read a lot of stories about people like minting an NFT, but then like it gets sold out from under them or people like taking other people's art and like saying, Hey, I made this NFT, you know, like the, the that ownership aspect is very compelling, but I'm not sure actualized yet. Look, the people are trying to create at the protocol level. Okay. So most web activity today happens at the product level. Mm. The platforms exist. I don't build my own authentication anymore. I use OAuth or I use, uh, you know, I use Auth0 or I use Google or Facebook, right? Like those protocols and those handshakes and exchanges are established. And so you have the Lego blocks and you build. So what's happening with the the blockchain stuff is it really is like they're going way, way down the stack, not quite to the metal. Like they're not, for the most part, except for ASICs, they're not making their own silicon, but like one level up, right? Like, Operating system doesn't matter. This is about how things are being transacted at the processor level, operating system, you know, like thinking at kind of an OS level and then building an economic and transaction layer there at, at in the same way that like you used to track CPU cycles on old Unix machines to know how much to charge people for using the computer, right? Like like really, really low-level stuff. And then seeing what seeing kind of what they can get away with. And yes, impresarios and carpetbaggers show up galore. And so NFTs are interesting because I think certainly very, very smart, thoughtful people who care about paying artists have shown up. And artists are making money and early memers are making money and so on. But again, that whole like blockchain cohort is also showing. I'm glad it is. It is nice that all the, all the random memers are, thank goodness they finally got rewarded. Like, what was it? The anxious, the anxious girlfriend. It was just like somebody took her face and put it on. She became this meme and then. She got 400K for being, <laughs> somebody bought that. That's so nice. Leave Britney alone person. <laughs> they only got like $44,000. That was not fair. Not fair. That, that is like a million dollars. That was a million dollars of value. For definitely. all the joy that they brought yeah, us. Yeah, they put that on TV. Like, I think they made fun of that on late night. Yeah, I am looking here. There's an Ethereum stack exchange and it's quite active. Is there Ooh, any way to save is, data yeah. from a sensor or a smart contract? Can I use this to create a wallet? What is a private key? So, you know, there, there's there's good activity happening here. And the same for the, then there's like an Ethereum tag over on um, Stack Overflow, which is also pretty. It's got a little fire. It's got a little fire symbol next to it because a lot of people are watching it. But it doesn't, yeah, like nothing I'm seeing here is, is there's not as many code blocks. Again, like you said, it's kind of, it's a little bit higher level. People aren't getting into the nitty gritty so much. 
Many blockchain-oriented organizations have approached my company over the years saying, we need to build consumer-grade products mm. on top of our platforms. And it always kind of falls apart. Mm. Not always. We did some great work with um, Filecoin, and I'm, I'm very proud of it. And it's open source. Cool. People should check it out. Yeah, no, it's, about, it's a command line interface for putting stuff into that network. But for the most part, these organizations are built on communication, white papers, you know, storytelling around their protocols and less about getting consumer grade, you know, component driven experiences into people's hands. When they do that with, you know, the marketplaces do really well, they can really thrive. But it's it's a lot of money and they, they don't want to spend money on that when they sh want to spend it on sort of the, the lower level stuff that they're still working out. So, you know, and this is not, I'm, I'm not judging this entire ecosystem by the fact that they don't want to hire my company. I just like, I've seen five, maybe 10 people approach us and, and it's a very similar story each time. Mm -hmm. For whatever reason, the blockchain protocol level thinking doesn't always translate to the web 2.0, 3.0, 4.0, you know, let's build it in React and React Native thinking that's happening in the rest of the world. And, and like, instead, it's like, let's go learn, a th let's go learn about Ethereum smart contracts yeah. and how you program down at that level, rather than them kind of coming up to where the consumers are moving things around with their thumbs. Right. And so like, when that bridge happens, Probably that's when my brain will get activated. I'll yeah. be like, oh, cool, good. We can do transactions. Right. I just need to drop the Stripe, the Stripe widget <laughs> into this thing. And, and now, we're, now we're using blockchain. Did either of you like or use CryptoKitties? I mean, that was one I remember that kind of had a little breakthrough. It was people like, oh, if you're going to mint me something original, that's fun. And then, oh, I can trade them. Oh, it's Pokemon. You know, like people got into that one. Yeah, I did not. I like stuff that is cheap and fun. <laughs> like I'm a thrift store temperament. Right. That's why I love the internet. I love archive.org. So when everything gets to like, well, it's $5,000 to get the one with the little hat. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> okay. That's not going to bring Like, I don't, I, yeah. I don't buy fine art. I like prints. I like to hang prints on right, the wall. Right. I'm just, I don't know. I, I just like, I don't, that Walter Benjamin aura of the original thing doesn't really hit me that hard. I had a pretty surreal moment the other day because my dad gave me a, uh, first a signed first edition of a book and it he was basically like it was basically like your grandfather collected all these books and assumed they would be really valuable one day and they're like medium valuable like it's a you can get like 250 dollars for this book that once sold for 10 bucks but in the end it was just like we had this huge library and nobody would take it off our hands and i wonder if like that's what it's going to be like with nfts one day you know it's kind of like yeah this has a little bit of value but like you know now that sort of like we've moved on to the next era of whatever you know, it's like, who has room on their bookshelf? After phase one, of course. And then there'll be, I mean, like, is the, after learning about how the transaction occurred, do we think that that Beeple work will maintain its $70 million value <laughs> into the next 200 years? Mm, That's a stretch. We'll yeah, projected on the walls at the we'll major see. museums. <laughs> exactly. What I'm hearing from y'all is that the good product people haven't been attracted to it yet. Like the good, the people building product that are, you know, building usable interfaces i mean and let's let's be purely cynical right like i mean i think they are well they are at coinbase they are at gemini yeah. like there are places where yeah yeah they're yeah building but they're mostly focused on building the marketplace right apple the apex product company you know is not building blockchain enablement products into the iphone yet there is absolutely no reason why they wouldn't right they have stock 
things and Apple Wallet and so on. And so like, I'm sure, you know, when that day comes, the product focus shifts and it's like, you know, Apple now is on, you know, Apple coin. <laughs> it's going to just be to buy more Apple products. <laughs> that's the problem. But if you buy with the Apple, you can avoid the 30% tax. That's how it works. You don't have to pay the in-app tax if you yeah. use the Apple coin. Man. Ooh, see what I did there? I'm what I did there? I am sure there <laughs> is a three-page pages document sitting on a shared sitting on the apple z drive yeah exactly you know what's a cool open source project that came across my radar tell me if you guys have heard of this and you is a uh, ghost which was actually a kickstarter project back oh, in 2018 yeah. it's very cool ghost is great oh so you're you're learning about ghost yeah, yeah ghost i wasn't is really i wasn't too aware of it until everyone was like all my friends were like oh we're so jealous of the journalists who left traditional media and now you know are making the buku bucks and i was like oh what is this other thing ghost but it's neat that it has, it's 20,000 commits in, you know, making three and a half million dollars a year. And that's just open source software. And they've got, a, they've got like a constitution. This is they can never sell the company and uh, all the profit, all the money goes back into the, the making of the software. It's pretty sweet. You know what that is? I'm, I'm curious what Sarah thinks about it too. That to me, so Ghost is started as like JavaScript WordPress, like, you know, like, and it's a very good example to me of like, Everybody in our world is very focused on, I have to do the next big thing and it needs to be worth $200 trillion. Mm -hmm. And if it's not that, I should throw it into the garbage. My ideas are pointless. And Ghost is like, wow, there's an enormous ecosystem that WordPress enables, but I think it's kind of ganky and I don't love the PHP. So in 2013, we're going to make a nice thing and then we're going to structure it in such a way that it could be profitable and people could find success, but it will remain open and transparent in its operations. And we'll have a, you know, and similar to WordPress, actually WordPress did the same thing. So it's playing the exact same game. We're going to have a good newsletter product and we're going to do, we're going to differentiate a few different ways. We're going to be easy to install so on, but it's literally happening in the shadow of WordPress and in the shadow of 8 million other publishing platforms. If you told me, should I go build a sustainable business by creating a CMS platform (laughs) inside of, you know, and, but in 2013, I said, no, that's, that's ridiculous. You're going to, there's too many giants. Yeah. But if you're, if you're committed to it and you want to be transparent and you want to kind of create a, you know, what is ghost is providing a level of like comfort and commitment to its users that is really motivating and it's a good quality product. Right. So you can live in the shadow happily. You can be a little mammal while dinosaurs stomp around. And if the worst that happens is they don't make that, the money goes away, but they still have a nice open source product that probably people will make their livings on for 10 or 15 years after end of life. And so like, that's, that's not a bad outcome. Yeah. It's one of those things that have been consistent for the past, you know, I guess seven years now. Um, it's just consistently been good. Yeah. Um, and you don't hear these like huge, it's not VC backed. So you don't hear these huge product releases, but people use it and they really like yeah, it. That's kind of that's sort of my joke with congratulations to money, right? Like unless we we don't hear about anything that isn't really aligned with exciting marketplace dynamics, but 99% of the products that are kind of growing and good. I love learning about a company and you go look it up and the market cap is like $2.5 billion. And you're like, oh, yeah. oh, oh, that's an unbelievable amount of growth and success. Haven't heard about it ever before, even though it's it's doing something interesting in the world of technology, right? Like, I don't know. We all get to play. It, it, I don't know. We, we're so biased towards the, the trillion dollar outcome that it, it really wrecks the story of technology some days. Anyway, Coinbase yeah. had a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations, money. Uh, <laughs> money wins again. 
Well, uh, yeah. Shout out to Ghost. Shout out to Open Source. Shout out to Ethereum. If you have any, if you if you know people who are building with that, I want to come on and talk about. I would be interested to hear somebody who's building with it wants to talk a little bit about like the pros and cons, the good things and the bad things of that. Those oh, languages. give us the tutorial, please. Show me how how wrong I am about Ethereum. I would love mm-hmm. it. All right, y'all, I'm in a real life boat, and we'll um, go our separate ways. Great. No. Oh, dang it. All right. Awarded yesterday to PH Loom. Flume, maybe? Plume. How do I remove the double border on this table? Tune in mm. to the show notes. That's to find classic. Out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I'm glad to see people are lifeboating again. There was a little bit of a dip there, but people are back. Good. All right, everybody. I'm Ben Popper, director of content here at Stack Overflow. You can always find me on Twitter at Ben Popper, and you can always email us podcast at stackoverflow.com. Well, I'm Sarah Chips, Director of Community here at Stack Overflow. You can find me on GitHub at Sarah Joe. And I'm Paul Ford, friend of Stack Overflow. Check out my company, Postlight, at postlight.com on the World Wide Web. No Ethereum. <laughs>